What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Let's now ride. Time for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to The Incline. This is Kevin Klein here. If you heard the podcast yesterday on February 4th, we gave you live Trevor Bauer updates. Uh, we're doing things a little different here today. It's February 5th, and Trevor Bauer has announced he is coming to the Los Angeles Dodgers. The deal has been agreed upon, but we're recording via Locker Room, which is a fan interaction app. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode and check it out. All right, guys. Well, welcome to... A huge day in the MLB offseason, a day that we've all been waiting for, and I don't think a lot of us knew was going to happen for Dodgers fans, because we've been talking about this whole time how the Dodgers didn't really need Trevor Bauer, but we would welcome him nonetheless if they were able to sign him. And the one thing I just would like to say is that if the Dodger camp is interested in a player and it's rumored to be that they're interested in a player, and you don't hear or see any leaks out of that organization, rest assured, you're going to get a signing from the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's how they do business. Andrew Friedman is a master behind the scenes, and it was between two teams, the Mets and the Dodgers, and if you were to look at what was leaking out from the Mets side of things, it was like, you know, after the Titanic got struck by an iceberg or after the Titanic hit the iceberg where the entire ship was bursting at the seams, the water was rushing in. And that's how many leaks were coming out of the Mets camp. And it turned out that the Dodgers were the one to sign Trevor Bauer um, just to go over some of the contract details. First of all, um, if he stays all three years, he's going to get one hundred and two million dollars. But he has two opt-outs, one after the first season and then another one after the second season. And according to Jeff Passan, the Dodgers have not, by the way, officially announced this yet. 
But according to Jeff Passan and a number of other reporters, that Bauer is going to get $40 million in 2021, $45 million if he stays in 2022. And he can opt out each year, meaning he'll make $40 million if he opts out this year and $85 million if he opts out after 2022. So this is a huge deal for the Los Angeles Dodgers in a number of different ways. We can get into all of the the rotation questions too, because now the rotation is stacked, maybe too stacked, um, and the Dodgers still have yet to sign Justin Turner. But I want to bring in my guys here from the incline, uh, David Rosenthal and Kevin Klein. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and also find our uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also find my podcast, Meeting on the Mound, wherever you get your podcast as well. So gentlemen, Welcome to the show. Uh, Let's just get your reactions, first of all, now that we've had time to digest all of this information. I'll start with you, David. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? My initial reaction was, holy shit. Uh, I didn't think they were going to pull this off. I I thought he was definitely going to go to the Mets. Uh, I thought he would take the longer years, more money. Uh, But the Dodgers, hey, they're going to make him the highest paid pitcher in baseball for about two years. Uh, And this team just keeps getting better. I, I, I can't fathom how Friedman does this every year uh they're gonna go over the luxury tax uh but because they went under last year the penalty is going to be only seven million unless they go over the 250 million dollar threshold uh which I don't think they will uh I think a trade of some kind is in store uh but I I just simply I, I it's it's just unbelievable that they were able to pull this off and Bauer uh, obviously wanted to be a Dodger. I, I think this Mets offer was on the table for three months or, or sorry, a month, three weeks. And, uh, clearly, you know, he, he wanted to be a Dodger and, and I don't know, you know, if Friedman upped the offer a little bit or, or what happened behind the scenes there. Uh, but it's clear that, that Bauer was holding out, uh, to come home, uh, you know, California kid, Southern California kid. And, uh, they're going to be, I, I think they're going to go back to back. It's pretty simple. It's, it's honestly, you know, like I said, my reaction was just simply, holy shit. Yeah, and I thought the Dodgers had a better rotation than the Padres before this move, but now it's not even close. Uh, we'll get to um, – we have a speaker request from Chris Brady. We'll get to you in a second, Chris. But first, I want to get Kevin's reaction to the big deal. Again, it's just been agreed upon. It hasn't been officially announced by the team. Um, but Bauer himself – announced it on his Twitter, his agent as well. He did a whole uh, production, if you want to go check it out, where he's wearing a Dodgers uniform and he's uh, excited to join uh, his hometown team. But Kevin, what is your reaction? This is what I wanted. I've been saying for a couple months now that my number one request was get Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. Now, this is more of a different type of feel because we didn't necessarily need Trevor Bauer. And we'll talk about the Dodgers rotation in just a second what it means looking forward. And then we're going to get you guys up and chat away. But, um, you know, when it, be- when it came down to the two teams, the Dodgers and the Mets, this is where my competitive side kind of came out. Like, I didn't want to lose to the Mets. I wanted the Dodgers to be the team to outdo the Mets. And, you know, it was reported the Mets offered him something along the lines of three years, $9,300 million, something like that with a fourth-year option. But, you know, what this deal says to me is we're going to have Trevor Bauer for at least two years. He'll probably opt out after the 2022 season. But that's fine with me because the Dodgers have a number of guys in their farm system that are going to be more than capable than ready 
uh, to shine when it's their time. But, you know, why don't we just talk about it now? What do you guys think the Dodgers rotation is going to look like? You know, obviously, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler are the two locks. Trevor Bauer will now be the third man. That leaves two open spots. We're looking at maybe David Price if he opts in. Dustin May, obviously. Julio Urias and Tony Gonsolin. Um, I'm sad to say that it's very, very possible that the Dodgers don't ever get to see David Price pitch for the boys in blue. I mean, he opted out uh, during last season, 2020, for uh, for COVID uh, precautions. And it may be the case that the Dodgers have to uh, trade David Price. Um, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on that. But, yeah, the rotation as it stands right now is insane. Um, you have essentially, if they keep everybody – you have uh, Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin pretty much uh, lo- on the outside looking in. Um, but another thing that I thought was interesting, if they were to keep all of them, um, Julio Urias showed that he can pitch out of the bullpen in long relief, but he definitely showed that he had some closer-type mentality in the World Series. What do you guys think about maybe having him coming out of the pen? Well, for me... Julio's a starter. You know, I know he's exceptional out of the pen, and that's what's, what's going to be great flexibility. If they manage to keep all these guys, now you have the option of Julio coming out of the pen in the postseason. But I think in the regular season, you're definitely going to see more of him as a starter. He, he, he was perfectly fine as a starter. You know, as good as he is as a reliever, we, we have a stacked bullpen. I mean, Victor Gonzalez will be there. We just added Corey Knebel. Blake Trinan's coming back. You know, what this Trevor Bauer addition really does is it's going to help sh- really shorten up um, shorten up games. Like if Bauer goes six, seven innings every time out, now you're, you're only asking for three innings out of the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think this finally puts to bed Kershaw ever coming out of the bullpen again. Uh, you know, Bauer's a horse. Uh, who knows if they keep uh, Price? I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier on Twitter that I, I think the Angels are a perfect – trade partner for david price uh i think the dodgers are going to try to shed some kind of salary uh the I, I don't know why the angels weren't in on bauer uh but price makes a lot of sense for them in terms of the red Sox are paying half the contract i'm sure the dodgers would be willing to pay some of the contract and they've needed starters for you know 15 years now at this point uh but yeah the bullpen's going to be good uh but with bueller and bauer and kershaw at the top of the rotation and uh, developing Dustin May, Julio Arias showed what he can do, and then Tony Gonsolin, who just basically, you know, can either pitch out of the bullpen himself too. Maybe he'll be the closer. Who knows? Uh, they just have so many options at this point where it's just, you know, a, a, an embarrassment of riches. For I, I would be depressed if I was a fan of another team at this point. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, before uh, before we move on, I do want to get to uh, Chris Brady, who's been wanting to speak. Uh, Chris. Welcome to the show. What do you got to say about this uh, Bauer to the Dodgers? Yeah, hey, thanks for having me, guys. And um, it is definitely an embarrassment of riches. I was just thinking that the riches might be too much. And to your point, um, looking at a guy like David Price and looking at the bullpen of the San Diego Padres, who I do think they have a stronger bullpen than the Dodgers, obviously with the Dodgers strong bats, it's not a weakness, but they can improve on their bullpen. So does that leave room for a guy like Price to get shipped out, maybe um, for an additional arm in the pen? Or where does that leave some of the guys? Obviously, you don't want to move a guy like Urias, but um, 
I think if anywhere on the Dodgers team they can improve, it's on the bullpen side. So um, just wondering what your thoughts are there moving forward or what you would uh, anticipate the management team doing. All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, David, do you want to tackle this one? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would agree. I think the only, you know, hole at this point is, is third base. While I think, you know, Justin Turner is going to come back, especially because now they're, they're well over the luxury tax and they're not going to have to worry about, you know, trying to get under. Uh, but if, you know, if they were to trade price, I, I don't think they would get anything on the major league side back. I, I think that would be for, you know, maybe a prospect or two and, and it'd be purely a, a salary dump. Uh, but we've seen what those trades that Friedman can pull off lead to. Uh, the salary dump with the Reds was, uh, you know, Puig and Kemp and, and Wood, and they got back Jeter Downs and Josiah Gray. Uh, so I think Price could lead to, you know, a, a promising prospect. Uh, there's still some relievers uh, available in free agency. But, you know, at this point, how can you not trust Friedman? Uh, you know, they signed Morrow and, and Garrett Clevenger to a, you know, a one-year deal. You know, it, basically, they just need one of those guys to be decent. Uh, they still got Floro, Caleric, who were great. Uh, Gonzalez is, is developing and was lights out. Uh, and like I said, there's there's too many. There's seven starters right now. So if they do keep Price, you're going to see Gonsolin or May in the bullpen, you know, consistently. I think they're they're ready to, to keep Arias in the starting rotation. I think he showed that potential and what he's done uh, has basically earned him that. Uh, it's It's, you know, I'm the biggest Dustin May fan there there is. Uh, and I am a little bummed that, you know, he's not going to be locked into a starting rotation spot. Uh, but this is a guy who I, I think will win a Cy Young in his career. Uh, and he's going to be a team guy and do whatever it takes to to win. Yeah, I, I, I am with you on that, David. Uh, just to reiterate, so uh, Trevor Bauer is going to the Dodgers on a three-year deal uh, with a couple of opt-outs after the first and second years. Overall, $102 million if he stays the entire time. Um, and David touched on this about being over the threshold. Just want to go over those numbers real quick. So before Bauer, they were uh, at 205 million uh, on the payroll, about five million under the threshold. Adding Bauer, they are now at 240 million, so it's about 30 million over the threshold. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, from here on out. We've been waiting on Justin Turner to see if he would return. We know that he is seeking a four-year deal. That's at least what's been reported, but we don't know if the Dodgers have been able to kind of negotiate that down. We do know that the Dodgers probably don't want to go four years with Justin Turner, maybe two years and an option for a third. We'll have to see about that. But I think a lot of what we've been talking about on the incline uh, recently is that um, I think we were going to wait and see about Bauer first to see then what would happen to Justin Turner, because it does change things in terms of payroll for the Dodgers. And so um, Justin Turner, hopefully will be coming back to the squad. Um, a couple of other news and notes for you. Um, the, the Cubs officially announced that they have signed uh, Jock Peterson. And uh, if you uh, are, you know, wanting to get your cry on today. If you want to shed some tears, uh, go on Twitter to the Dodgers Twitter account because they just posted a, uh, a sort of a goodbye Jock Peterson video. Jock Peterson also uh, writing in the Players' Tribune, a whole um, sort of uh, overarching uh, article about his time with Los Angeles and winning a championship. So uh, he's gone. Uh, Kike Hernandez is gone. Um, but the big news of the day, Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. Um, Kevin, what, what do you, what are your thoughts, man, about, um, 
where we stand uh, with Justin Turner and and how that's all going to play out. Okay, well, Justin Turner, he obviously saw the news, and I don't know how you re- how you not return to the Dodgers at this point. You know, it's one thing not having Trevor Bauer in the rotation, but now it's almost universally spoken that the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. They have the best roster on paper. You know, if Justin Turner has to choose between a three-year deal in Milwaukee and a two-year deal with the Dodgers, you take that two years and you add to that World Series ring collection because you're missing out if you go elsewhere. Yeah, you definitely. um, We've talked about this too. Justin Turner probably signing um, the last, if not second to last contract of his playing career. Um, so if he does value more championships, the best fit would be to come back to the Dodgers. And interestingly enough, uh, is it, this is an interesting, um, you know, uh, anniversary for Justin Turner because seven years ago today, he signed a minor league contract with the Dodgers, uh, leaving the, after the Mets, you know, got rid of him, they signed him. Uh, to a minor league contract with an invite to spring camp. Um, and I thought today would be the best day for Justin Turner to announce that he's coming back to the Dodgers to kind of, you know, make it full circle, right, um, that he would be coming back. And I also found it funny. I looked back at the uh, L.A. Times article on the day that Justin Turner um, signed that minor league deal. Uh, they said that the Dodgers signed Justin Turner as a little – Second base insurance. And I just think it's funny given the fact that what what he was able to turn into, and obviously he didn't turn out to be a second baseman. He turned out to be the franchise third baseman. Uh, and the, the rest is sort of history there. But this is a huge move. Um, I also wanted to talk about how this all happened because um, as we saw on Twitter unfold, Bob Nightingale was sort of the first one to get out in front of everyone. And he said, Bauer's going to the New York Mets. And all three of us were kind of like, ah, let's wait and see what happens there. Um, of course, he was dead wrong. Um, I don't know if they ever had an agreement in place, but it was clear that uh, Bauer wanted to come and play with the Dodgers. Um, and according to Jeff Passan, uh, the New York Mets, they offered a higher overall value than the Dodgers, but those numbers in the first two years of Trevor Bauer's deal are massive and would make him the highest paid player in baseball in each of those seasons. And he also noted that the chances of the chances of Bauer staying for a third year are minimal. So I just wanted to kick, kick it to you guys to, to kind of talk about how it all happened. Um, we all thought that he was going to the Mets, um, but we also kind of felt that because the Dodgers weren't leaking any information that we were just going to wait and see, because that's typically what happens when you don't hear anything from the Dodgers camp. They're usually planning something big, David. Yeah. I mean, Bob Nightingale is just the best. How do you not love him? All he does is just tweet things. They're half the time they're wrong. And he just tweets through them like nothing ever happened. So first of all, I love Bob guy, Bob Nightingale. Second of all, on, on the Turner front, I've said this for about two weeks now. I think they were just waiting to see if Bauer was going to choose the Dodgers uh, because, you know, obviously that plays a big role in in the financial side of things in in terms of, you know, the luxury tax and how they're going to work Turner's contract. I think they've had Turner's contract lined up with with Bauer and without Bauer. So I I expect them to sign him within the next day or two. I I really do. Uh, And as for, you know, 
One other thing I wanted to bring up, I, I forgot to mention Jimmy Nelson. They also got this guy back on a one-year deal. So the bullpen options and even the starting options are just, you know, there's a ton of guys that can come in and perform. Uh, they got tons of options. There's going to be a lot of competition for those last couple bullpen spots. Uh, I really don't think, if they sign Justin Turner, I, I don't see one hole on this team. I really don't. Uh, it's 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 pretty ridiculous at this point, honestly. I, I I'm still stunned that Bauer actually did choose the Dodgers. I I really am. Uh, but you know you can't sleep on on what the Dodgers are doing. It's 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 well known that they are you know pretty much the best organization in baseball in terms of development and how they handle players and pitchers specifically. Uh, and that appealed to Bauer, obviously being you know from Southern California, they're going to let him do you know his weird stuff that he does uh, in terms of you know on the field stuff. And it, you know it just worked out. Yeah, it, it really did. And don't forget about Corey Knable, too. We also traded for him, um, and he's sort of a, a reclamation project as well. Uh, Kevin, do you have any thoughts on uh, how, how the news all broke overnight and then uh, leading into today? I agree with Chris's comments that the Dodgers really don't have a single hole on their roster. You know, this might be the most complete team we've ever seen in Dodgers franchise history. Um it's it was it was interesting. This kind of reminded me of the LeBron decision whole thing, and you know Bauer really got the media behind him. Twitter was really involved. Um, if anyone out there is listening and you want to come up and speak, you know, more than happy to have you join us. Get your thoughts on Trevor Bauer. But you know, looking ahead, I think the Dodgers are going to roll at least to start the season. I think they're going to go a six man rotation uh, with Gonsolin probably being in the bullpen as like the long inning relief guy. You just look at all these young guys' track records, Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin, they haven't gone over 60 MLB innings yet in their career. Julio Urias hasn't gone 80 innings yet in the MLB either. You know, when you go from a 60-game season back to a 162-game season, keeping your young guys healthy and preserved for especially a long season, it's a grind. And Trevor Bauer certainly is going to help eat up innings. Um, I think it's very important that we try to keep as many guys as healthy as possible because injuries are inevitable. Whether it's going to be another Bueller blister or Kershaw back spasms, you just know at some point someone's going to go down. We don't know where David Price is just yet. Um, so there's there are some uncertainties. And I think even though it's kind of a bit of an overpay, Trevor Bauer really does give you that stability in the rotation to get you through a very long season. Definitely. And I just want to uh, throw some uh, stuff out there because Chris Brady wanted to know about uh, Trevor Bauer's splits against Manny Machado. And um, Machado owns is, him, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, he, he does. I'm looking at the numbers right now. Machado is 10 for 17. That's a 588 batting average, a 667 on base percentage, over 1,000 slugging, and 2,000 OPS. Yeah, he, has, yeah. he has four home runs. Off of him, two doubles, six RBIs, uh, four walks, three strikeouts. So, uh, yeah, Trevor Bauer may have some issues with uh, Manny Machado. But, hey, look. The, Dustin, the Padre, May. Dustin yeah. May is available for help. Yeah, Dustin May. Can, Dustin May owns Machado, so 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 you got you got both uh, on the Dodgers. Um, but hey, you know something like the 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 Padres have a really great lineup, so they're the Dodgers are going to have a tough time with them anyway. Um, uh, Austin Pacheco said, "Could Gonsolin be traded if Turner isn't re-signed? What do you guys think about, uh, you know, trading Tony Gonsolin as opposed to getting rid of David Price? That doesn't really solve the uh, 
the uh, the luxury tax threshold problem, does it? No, I, I think you know they're. I think they're at two forty right now, two two hundred forty million, and the next penalty phase for the luxury tax is two hundred fifty million. Uh, and I think Justin Turner is going to get over ten million a year, in my opinion, unless they you know backload his contract and and you know make it a uh, you know a, a nine year first year and you know. I don't know, 25 it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter anyways. They do uh, AAV. That's true, yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I don't think Gonsolin plays into, you know, Turner's coming back or not coming back. I think David Price or Joe Kelly or, you know, brace yourselves, even Kenley Jansen, if someone wants to take him. Uh, those are the three contracts that they're going to be possibly looking into, you know, dumping. Uh, I, I don't think Gonsolin is, is going to be on the trade block unless it's for you know something that they can actually use. That's an interesting point about Kenley Jansen. I want to dive more into that in a second. But do you guys, do you think that they could keep everybody and, and sign Turner? I mean, they'd obviously have to pay for it. But, I mean, could that also be a, an option here? No. And I'll tell you why. The 40-man the roster is full. And going from a 28-man roster, which was, even though we are losing a lot of guys in free agency, they added a lot of guys this offseason, believe it or not. I think you're going to have to get rid of someone like a Joe Kelly or a David Price because there's just too many mouths to feed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like you said, the roster's you know full right now. I think we've seen the end of Josh Spores. Uh, frankly, they're going to have to get someone to get you know make a move before they can fully announce Trevor Bauer, uh, and I think he's the first one to uh, be on the chopping block. Uh, Dennis Santana is another guy we could see gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, Austin just said, what about Pollock? Possibly, uh, you know, I think losing Jock hurts the, those chances. I think they're going to, you know, somewhat rely on Pollock, especially because he's a right-handed hitter. Uh, but honestly, anything's on the table at this point. Anyone with a somewhat decent-sized contract could be uh, headed elsewhere. Yeah. And um, what about Kenley Jansen? I mean, look, Jansen... We talked about this on the Incline, our latest episode, where we were talking about our biggest Dodgers heartbreaks that we've uh, experienced as fans. And the one that I brought up was Game 2 of the 2017 World Series, where he, you know, we we basically saw the end of Kenley Jansen as a dominant closer. The Astros kind of broke him in Game 2 when he gave up the lead uh, in the eighth and then in the ninth inning. Um, well, he didn't give up the lead in the eighth, but he gave up a run in the eighth and then gave up the lead in the ninth. Um, it's been uh, an interesting ride from there on out for Kenley Jansen. He's not really uh, regained his dominance in any way. Um, and he was uh, a, you know, pretty iffy uh, going into this postseason. But going into 2021, where do you guys see Kenley Jansen fitting into this bullpen? Do you think the Dodgers will still go to him as the closer? To start the season, yes, absolutely. Um, I don't see Kenley Jansen getting traded. He's due $20 million this upcoming season, and I just don't see a team out there taking that. There's been, This was probably the best free agent market for relievers as far as I could remember, and there's still some viable options out there, so I don't see how it makes any sense for a team to want to take on that contract unless the Dodgers pay a significant amount of it, but then how does that help us? Um, but yeah, Kenley Jansen, I think he is going to start the season as a closer, but compared to years past, I think they're going to be more innovative and we're going to see a closer by committee pretty consistently. Yeah, I, I definitely... I, I, th- I, go, go ahead, ahead Jake. 
Okay, no, I, was, I, I, I agree. I, I think there's no way anyone wants to take twenty million of of Jansen's salary, especially when you know similar guys. Brad Hand was available for a, you know a ten million dollar contract on waivers, and literally nobody passed it. Everybody passed it up. So, I, like Kevin said, I think the Dodgers have to chip in a lot of that contract, uh, but it would get it off the books. So you know it's possible. Like I said in the beginning, I think David Price is, is if I had to bet on anyone being traded, uh, I think it's David Price. And we could say the same about Joe Kelly with what we're saying for uh, for Kenley Jansen. Uh, he's not owed quite as much, but the reliever market is is just not as, you know, it's it's no one wants to pay for, for a reliever, especially, you know, a reliever who's been shaky like Kenley Jansen and Joe Kelly have. It's going to be tough to move David Price's contract. I see, you know, a team like the Angels being a, a good landing spot for him in terms of what they're able to pay or how they're able to support him. Um, they they could definitely use a starter. I thought that Trevor Bauer made the most sense going to the Angels because they've been struggling to find that ace in the hole for a while now. But you know, complications with Mickey Calloway, the pitching coach, uh, kind of soured that relationship, and I'm not really sure what else happened there. But the other thing that we have to talk about with Trevor Bauer, and I know that uh, David uh, has some opinions on this, which is that um, a lot of people are a little iffy on his personality. He's very outspoken. Um, not, not everybody agrees with his politics. And there are a couple of other things out there about him that are, you know, let's just say unsavory. Um, what do you guys make of, of his personality, his brand uh, coming to the Dodgers? Yeah, so – He's obviously, uh, it's pretty simple, you know, that he's not very well liked in ter- in some circles. But you know what? This is a baseball team. Uh, he's not running for president. He's not running for Congress. Uh, and if if you don't want to root for Bauer, that's, that's totally fine. That's your right. Uh, but me, as a baseball fan, I root for the baseball team. I'm not trying to, you know, be the, win the championship for nicest team or, you know, most wholesome team that's just not why i like sports and if that's why you like sports that's totally fine uh but some of the stuff i've seen uh it's it's pretty much out of control at this point uh it's what i want to say to everybody is stop crying seriously i mean if you don't want to root for the dodgers go for it uh but we saw the same thing with julio arias uh you know he had some he had some issues uh with his girlfriend and that you know that turned out to be you know not what it was initially reported uh, and everybody went back on the Arias train when he was, you know, dominating in the World Series. So I think you got to trust his teammates here. Uh, every every teammate of Trevor Bauer speaks highly of him. Uh, I haven't heard one single thing uh, from a teammate that's negative about Trevor Bauer. So some of these people need to just dig in uh, and and say it again, but this time without crying. Yeah, and I think uh, David, you even tweeted it out. Uh, there was a report that the Mets uh, checked in with their new star shortstop Francisco Lindor about Trevor Bauer, uh, about their time that they spent together in Cleveland and Francisco Lindor raved about Trevor Bauer. So, yeah. And, and guess what? Uh, do you think there's a chance that Friedman and everybody didn't consult with Kershaw and Mookie Betts on this? Absolutely not. You, you know, they're the first two guys they went to, Hey, what do you think about Trevor Bauer? Hey, do you think he could fit in, in this clubhouse? Blah, blah, blah. Of course they asked them. Uh, this this does this signing does not happen uh, without the approval of you know Kershaw and Betts and and other guys like that. Uh, so people are overreacting to this, but that's just what the internet does. I will say there are two things I am excited for. One uh, one thing that uh, Blake Harris, a friend of the show, 
pointed out on Twitter was that, you know, we may be getting some really cool behind the scenes content uh, with the Dodgers and and their players, uh, you know, because Trevor Bauer is bringing his uh, momentum company with him. Obviously, he's a part of that. Uh, and they do a lot of cool like behind the scenes videos. So we may be getting some really cool extra content uh, that we're not used to seeing. Obviously, the you know Sportsnet LA has backstage Dodgers, and that's really cool. But this is sort of from the uh, the player's perspective, and we know that Trevor Bauer is raw in how he expresses himself. The other thing I'm excited for, um, I believe the Dodgers are. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they're playing the Astros this season. Are they not? They um, are. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> you know, we we obviously had Joe Kelly's incident last season uh, where he, you know, threw a couple of curveballs at Carlos Correa, and then he had the famous, um, you know, expression that he shot back at Correa. Um, so I'm looking forward to Trevor Bauer versus the Astros. We know how outspoken he was when the Astros uh, were cheating and using uh, stealing signs. And he also was, um, you know, almost fined for trying to wear these free Joe Kelly cleats during the season uh, for one of his outings. Uh, It was reported that Rob Manfred didn't like that too much. Uh, This was when Joe Kelly was initially suspended for his antics versus the Astros, and he was trying to wear these free Joe Kelly cleats. Um, So I'm excited for that aspect of him. I think that uh, potentially he could be good for baseball uh, in its efforts to grow the game. Um, I do have a speaker request from Chase Aguiar. Uh, Chase, welcome, sir. What do you got for us on the Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers story? Well, um, first off, uh, thank you guys for letting me speak. I appreciate it. Um, second off, I mean, I mean, we just got to We got to say what it is. The Dodgers basically just went all in on a repeat. And it's very nice to see the front office want to make this move and not be scared, especially after giving Mookie Betts all the money they gave him. So it really is nice to see them make this move and to continue to want to make the team as good as it can be and not, not you know, try to nitpick. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it what it shows this front office shows time and time again that they uh, have the best interests of the roster in mind. And it's really nice as a Dodgers fan to kind of sit back and know that the front office is going to do the right thing. I think for so long, as much as I respect Ned Coletti, um, you know, he he was instrumental in uh, bringing uh, up and bringing through players like Clayton Kershaw and drafting those guys. Um, very instrumental in in the in the roster makeup we see today, but I was always nervous in the off season because I never knew what was going to happen. Um, we never knew. Also, from the ownership standpoint, when the McCourts owned the team, we didn't know if they were ever going to make uh, make a move. You know, we lost out on on free agents like Adrian Beltre. We let walk. We didn't have the money and the resources to go and get these guys, and so. Since the Guggenheim group took over and they were able to uh, sign uh, all these different players and also operate like a small market team, which is really interesting with a, with the, the firepower and the resources that the Dodgers have to be able to operate from this sort of smaller market, you know, Oakland A style, Moneyball style front office has been really interesting. And I just have to say, as a Dodgers fan, knowing that the, that the team is going to be taken care of is a great feeling. Yeah, just the 
just to um, reiterate for not anyone here, but like the haters out there, it's time for people <laughs> to stop questioning Andrew Friedman and the ownership's intentions. I don't know what else they have to prove at this point to showcase that they've been trying to win a World Series for years now. Finally got one in 2020 by making the big move with Mookie Betts. And before he even put on a Dodgers uniform, technically, they re-signed him to a massive 12-year extension. So now they added the biggest free agent pitcher out there on the market. And then, of course, this team is just loaded with prospects. They are doing everything right. I think Andrew Friedman at this point has proven he's a Hall of Fame executive, maybe one of the top five ever, because what has he done wrong? over the last three or four years. I'll tell you what he's done wrong. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Yeah, he's been, uh, I would vote him executive of the year every year before the year is even over. He's been uh, amazing. Uh, Cool. Uh, You guys are awesome in the, uh, in the chat room here. Austin was, uh, uh, put out this fun fact. He said, uh, Trevor Bauer's 2021 contract of $40 million is more than these teams have on their payroll. Uh, he lists the Cleveland Indians at $36.5 million, the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, at $37.7 million, and the Baltimore Orioles, uh, their 2021 payroll is at $39.1 million. It's nice to have uh, all of those resources available uh, for a fan base and it's also nice to kind of get that swagger back, right? I mean, the Dodgers for the longest time were looked at as this team that was always there and always dominant, but could never get past the, uh, the, you know, could never win a World Series. And finally they do in 2020. So it's really nice to have that swagger back and to have that confidence back and, and to say that like, no matter what lists MLB puts out there or, any shredders that they ever put out there. It's, it's always nice to know that the Dodgers literally have the cream of the crop. And, yeah, and you know what else I don't want to hear is I don't want to hear anybody talking about, oh, the Dodgers just buy their teams. You know what? The teams that need to be criticized are those teams you just listed, the Pirates, the Orioles, all these teams who spend $30 million a year on players. That's pathetic. Uh, I mean, it's, you're criticized, if you're criticizing the Dodgers for spending money, you're doing, you're doing the wrong side of the coin there. You should be criticizing the teams who aren't spending money. You should, if you're a team and you're a fan and you're an owner, you should want to pay your players to succeed. You should want to pay the good players to help you win a World Series. So the last thing I want to hear is, uh, people criticizing, oh, well, the Dodgers just buy everybody. Uh, what, if, if you were a, te- a fan of a different team, isn't that what you would want your team to do? I just don't understand it. And to top it off, I mean, the Pirates and the, and the Orioles, I mean, if you're going to run your organization that cheaply, at least at least develop some young guys so you can have some talent. Uh, those are the organizations you should be criticizing, not the Dodgers. And one yeah. other thing I want to get off my chest while I'm, while I'm ranting is <laughs> I don't want to hear about Trevor Bauer only had one good year. Uh, if he didn't get hurt in 2018, he wins that Cy Young too. Uh, players get better over time. Uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, it, just because you didn't have a great year in, I don't know, 2016, 2017 per se, uh, doesn't mean you're you're bad. Uh, maybe, just maybe, players can get better. Uh, so those are two arguments I'm tired of hearing online from, you know, poverty fan bases <laughs> and bitter fans. Uh, it's, it's, you're, do, you're criticizing the wrong thing on both, on both avenues. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And just to point out for people that think that the Dodgers buy their talent or buy a World Series. I mean, just look at their roster. 
Cody Bellinger, Walker Bueller, Corey Seager, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, Will Smith. I mean, the list goes on. Kenley Jansen, on and on. The, basically, the entire bullpen. All of those guys, or the, I would say the majority of the team is homegrown. I mean, majority of the team is guys that, that, that they've drafted and developed. And also credit to Andrew Friedman for not trading away any of these guys. The Dustin Mays, the Tony Gonsolins, the Gavin Luxes. I mean, those guys are mentioned in every single trade rumor known to man. And Andrew Friedman has held on to pretty much every single one of them. And the only time he's really uh, given away any type of top prospect is to get elite talent like like a Manny Machado for the stretch run or Mookie Betts. I mean, you know, a generational talent. So to me, it's like, you know, uh, that that argument is just so weak. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the same thing over and over again. Everyone hates the Dodgers because they're always good and they're always spending money. When in reality, they would love for their favorite team to do exactly what the Dodgers are doing. They would love for their favorite team to develop homegrown talent, to pay Mookie, pay Mookie Betts type players, and then go out and sign Trevor Bauer. Uh, so that there's there's literally no water to that argument from any fan. Uh, I wouldn't even pay attention to anyone trying to trying to make that argument. Uh, but like you said, Jake, this this team is all homegrown. Uh, Friedman knows when to when to hold, and he knows when to to fire. Uh, can you imagine that that Pittsburgh trade that almost? I mean, I don't think it almost went through, but the the Vasquez for you know Lux and Ruiz and May and Oof. all these guys and and all what these Indians fans were asking for Francisco Lindor back in the day. I mean, it's 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 like they don't even know what Andrew Friedman does or operates. So I, if I was if I were to take a guess, I would have think Andrew Friedman would take one look at that trade back in 2018 or 19. It was for for Vasquez and and just hung up the phone. And the other one that comes to mind is the the what the Marlins are asking for Real Muto back in the day. Cody Bellinger, I think it was straight yeah, up. Yeah, John Heyman um, told us to uh, pull the trigger there. Yeah, <laughs> so glad we didn't do that. I mean, Real Muto is a great talent, but I mean, you know, we we have Will Smith, who is arguably could be better than Real Muto one day, and we don't have to pay him that much money. Um, you know, I just want to point out, if you guys are looking at the locker room app right now, uh, I don't know who he is, but uh, Julian's uh, profile picture is exactly how I'm sleeping every night, knowing I'm a Dodgers fan. Just very soundly, uh, Homer Simpson uh, knocked out on my bed with the Dodgers hat on. That is how I sleep <laughs> every single night as a Dodgers fan, uh, watching these moves happen and watching uh, this team just get better and better. Um well, let's just do a, uh, a a recap real quick. If you guys are just joining us, uh, yeah. If again, anyone wants to just chime in and come join us, just make a make a request, and we'll we'll chat with you. Yeah, please yep. do. We'd love to. We'd love to hear your questions, your thoughts, um, not just in the uh, the comment section. Oh, Jacob Cisneros from uh, Dodgers Lowdown. Uh, let's see what he has to say. Jacob, welcome. Hey guys, thanks for um, letting me join. So um, I was pretty shocked to hear that um, the Bauer deal went down because I know like everyone was like, it's the Mets, it's going to like, it's coming. And then all of a sudden he's like trolling with us and like all of us out of nowhere, it came the Dodgers. And so, I mean, it was definitely a surprising move. And then um, I think, I mean, I already wrote about it earlier, but I just think that move really just puts the icing or just like the cherry on top. Yeah, definitely. I mean, (laughs) Just just every, all the reports and the leaks that were happening, not only 
describing what the Mets were offering Bauer, but just the false reporting that happened that they had an agreement in place. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty crazy. Um, you just kind of had that thought. I don't know if you had that thought, Jacob, in the back of your mind that the that the Dodgers are always always going to get Trevor Bauer, but I just I just kind of had that feeling. Yeah, I um I also kind of just had a feeling that Bauer could have went to LA. I mean, I was thinking I was like, man, he's probably going to end up trying to come to Southern California just because he's from here and I know like he wanted to take that short-term deal and so I mean, I don't know how long he'll probably end- ended up staying anyway, but I mean, now that we know it's going to be a 3-year with opt-outs, I mean, it looks like he's just going to be kind of like a rental option almost, but like it's a good rental option, no doubt yeah. about it. And so um, I had a feeling about the Dodgers, but then I also kind of looked. I was like, I know the Angels were probably in on it, and then Padres, they kind of were chirping a little bit. But then, I mean, like I said, at the end, it's just Dodgers were like, here's what it is, and take or leave it kind of. Yeah, and I also think that uh, Trevor Bauer probably – I mean, it was sort of it was sort of noted that he wanted to come to the Dodgers, maybe even more than the Dodgers wanted him in L.A. Um, Absolutely. He, you know, he wanted to come back home. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I want to answer Sam's question real quick. You know, he's a popular Twitter follower out there. Um, are we worried about the Dodgers being able to re-sign Justin Turner? Oh, we kind of touched on this earlier. And the answer I still think is no. You know, just to recap. The Dodgers are willing to give him a two-year contract. That's not the issue. The issue is Justin Turner seems to be trying to pursue a three- or four-year deal. you know. And I think the Dodgers are going to stand firm. Two years is all they want to give him, especially if there's no universal DH this upcoming season. You know, The Dodgers don't need Justin Turner. As crazy as that sounds, they don't need him. They have a lot of options still, whether you want to go with their farm guys or do that Chris Taylor, Edwin Rios platoon. Is that as sexy as having Turner, who you could argue is the heart and soul of the team? No. It's, you, you would love to have Turner, but, you know, Friedman has a plan, and he's not going to give in to players. He's shown this year in and year out. So I think that's where we stand, and it's just a matter of does Turner want to go to a Brewers and watch the Dodgers win, or does he take that year pay cut, do the two years, and go out on a high note? Yeah, I'll, I'll say what I said earlier again. I I really think that they've got this contingency plan with Turner. I think they have a contract lined up for him if Bauer signs, and I think they have one lined up for him if he didn't sign. I think this is all financial at this point. I don't see him going to the Brewers. Uh, I don't see him going to the Nationals. I, I just don't see it. I, I, I think both parties want him back. He wants to be back. The Dodgers want him back. I think this is strictly a uh, you know financial thing that is holding this up. Uh, and as the list of his suitors has gone down, I think his leverage has gone down too. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate that he's not signed yet. Uh, but if I were to put money on it, I would put, I would have him signed by by Monday. I would say I, I really do. I really do think so. Um, we have a question from Xander Cho who wants to know what right-handed options we think are good fits that are left. Uh, he goes, I think Rios, CT3, Chris Taylor, uh, platoon is fine. Uh, one thing you brought up, David, on our podcast the other day or yesterday um, was about uh, maybe seeing Cody Hosey at some point during the season. That This is if we don't bring Turner back in the unlikely scenario. 
Um, what what are what do we think about you know who's who's in the pipeline uh, right handed bat options coming up through the system? Yeah, I mean, I was I was more so saying I think we could see him maybe at the end of the year with a September call up. I mean, everyone's raving about this kid. Uh, if they don't sign Turner, why not give him a chance as a, as a September call up? I don't think we'll see him during the you know regular bulk of the season. Uh, but you know, I, Kevin brought up a good point. I, if they don't sign Turner, I could see Chris Taylor playing a lot of third base. I could see DJ Peters getting looks in the outfield. Uh, McKinstry's going to get looks everywhere. Uh, they got options. Uh, Rios obviously is going to play third against a, a right-handed pitcher. Uh, so like Kevin said, uh, they're going to be fine without Turner. Uh, and, you know, there's other guys on the market available. I think Adam Duvall is still available if they want to get a right-handed bat. Uh, Todd Frazier seems to be available, even though, you know, some people don't like him. Uh, but they got options. Uh, they're in the driver's seat with Turner now that all his suitors have pretty much dried up. Uh, I think it's basically Brewers or bust at this point. Uh, Nationals being a, a dark horse team. I just don't see him going anywhere else besides the Dodgers. Yeah, and there's also the trade market too. Chris Bryant, uh, you know, Eugenio Suarez, <laughs> a couple of third base options. That'd be insane if they pulled off a Bryant trade too. Oh my God. Unreal. Um, but I, I want Justin Turner back in LA. I don't care if the Dodgers need him or don't need him. I think they do need him. Not so much as, you know, a, an everyday bat because like, you know, he's a, he's, he's an older third baseman injury prone. Uh, he's not going to be in there every single day. He may spend some time on the disabled list, but it's what you gain from him being the captain of the team and the heart and soul of the team and being that rock uh, in the clubhouse. And I think that that's what you're paying for mostly. And the Dodgers, if they can figure out the luxury tax situation, uh, now that they've, now that they've agreed to bring in Trevor Bauer, I think that he's worth that and he's worth bringing in, uh, you know, it's worth bringing Turner back in that scenario. We also have uh, a question about, um, Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, I was gonna call him Pablo Ozuna, but that would be that would be <laughs> wrong because that that guy was on the the White Sox in two thousand five. Um, so Marcelo Zuna. Now, I think you know the the fact that at least right now there's not going to be any universal DH because the players union and the uh, owners are kind of haggling it out, but it really does hurt someone like Marcelo Zuna, who is a pretty god-awful fielder, that he essentially is cut off from National League teams if they don't have the, if they don't have the designated hitter this year. Um, I don't think that the Dodgers uh, will be in on him just because if, they, if they're going to sign Justin Turner, you know, they're going to figure out something financially. It would, it would be way too much uh, to add him to the mix, especially... Uh, when we have a pretty stacked outfield already, even with the loss of Jock Peterson, uh, with with Pollock, Betts, and Bellinger out there. But what do you guys think about the the market for a guy like Marcel? Well, yeah, with regards to Ozuna, I don't know why Sports Illustrated decided to make some old news circulate because I'm not really buying the smoke on that traction to the Dodgers whatsoever. There's there's no fit for him. You know, if there's no DH, he can't play the outfield because we already have Pollock. Betts and Bellinger. So what are we going to do with Ozuna? Have him come off the bench? And the other thing that I have a problem with is there are reports that he's seeking probably a four-year contract, maybe 80 million total. I don't think the Dodgers are going to pay him that. You know, I think the Atlanta Braves, if they lose out on him, I think that's going to really hurt their lineup big time. And I think 
they need to sign a bat like Ozuna to repeat in the NL East. Um, the Dodgers, we've already discussed the amount of options they have. There's just way too many guys. They have tons of guys in the pipeline, and all Ozuna is really going to do is create a logjam. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I don't buy this at all. Uh, I, the Dodgers love defense, and he he couldn't be. He's the opposite of defense. Uh, like you said, both of you said <laughs> the Braves. The Braves basically need him. Uh, the Dodgers couldn't need him less. And one other thing I want to point out about this Bauer deal is. Obviously, it's front-loaded for $40-plus million for the first two years. But even if he opts in that third year, he's off the books before they have to pay Bellinger or Bueller. Uh, so the one thing that is a little tricky uh, is is signing Seager at this point. Uh, it's very doable. Uh, there's still going to be guys coming off the books. Kershaw, uh, Jansen, Kelly are all coming off the books after this year. Uh, but with this Bauer deal, it, it, it opens the door to sign. It has no effect on... Uh, the ability to sign Bueller and uh, Bellinger long-term. And, you know, if you sign Ozuna for four years, I, I just don't see it at all. It's not very Andrew Friedman-like. Since this is Bauer yeah. Hour, there's also something else I wanted to talk about regarding him real quick. That ERA in 2019 is probably one of the most misleading things that there is. He still managed to pitch 213 innings that season, struck out 250 batters. The, K, the strikeout through nine was still higher than his career average at 10.7. So, I, you know, I don't really know what went on in Cincinnati. The FIP is a lot better than his actual ERA. It was 485. And then, I mean, clearly he bounced back in 2020 when he had a whip under 0.8 with 73 innings pitch, 100 strikeouts, an ERA plus of 276. So this guy is a strikeout machine. And I really – I know he had the bad 2019. I'm really not concerned. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, I mean, look, the, the fact, the fact that the Dodgers essentially have three Cy Young Award winners in their rotation and Walker Bueller is like a, a crazy thought to, to, you know, because they have, uh, you know, any one of these guys could be the opening day starter. And I think it's an embarrassment of riches to where you don't need Whereas back in the day, and we were talking about this too on the incline about our, you know, Dodger heartbreaks, right? Of, of moments that just absolutely destroyed us as fans. But, you know, back in the day, it was Kershaw and nobody else. Like there were, there were times where they had to rely so heavily on Kershaw that it, it broke him and that he, you know, he faltered in the playoffs because he was, he was so overworked, right? But in this situation, they've got so many horses that you don't necessarily need all of them to be Cy Young caliber. And that's scary. Um, and that takes a lot of pressure off of pretty much everyone in that rotation. So that that's something else to think about. But I do want to reiterate, uh, for those of us that are just joining, um, Trevor Bauer, it's not been officially announced uh, by the Dodgers, but in they are in agreement on a three-year deal uh, worth $102 million dollars the first year for $40 million, there's an opt-out after that. And if he stays for the second year, he gets $45 million. So if he stays for both years, he gets a total of $85 million. And that's just insane. He's going to be the highest-paid player. So Trevor Bauer is coming to the Dodgers. And like we've already talked about, they're going to have to figure out how to get back under that uh, luxury tax threshold. But um, you guys, do you guys, guys have any other thoughts about about Bauer coming to LA? Any any other things that you that you want to talk about? Just really quick, uh, 
probably going to be here about 10 more minutes. So if any of you guys want to hop on up real quick, get your thoughts in, now's the time. But, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, go ahead, David. Yeah, um, this was an awesome day uh, to be a Dodgers fan. And just, just witnessing everything online, it was it was peak peak humor, and, and for me at least. Uh, <laughs> you, you, saw, you saw both sides of the coin. You saw excitement. You saw heartbreak. You saw crying. Uh, it was... <laughs> It was it was glorious. Uh, I had a lot of fun today just with all this. I, I'm stoked to have him on the team because, like I said before, uh, I root for baseball players on my favorite team, a.k.a. the Dodgers, to play baseball. Uh, I'm not rooting for players because I like uh, their personal lives or what they believe or any of that. Uh, that's that's for you know other things. That's for, for running for Congress, for president, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But I don't care about anything else besides what you're going to do on the field. Uh, we're not we're not trying to win wholesome world championships, you know, the nicest team award. We're not trying to be, you know, all that. We're trying to win baseball games. And the, the, the facts are Trevor Bauer gives you a good chance to win a baseball game. Uh, Friedman recognized it. There's no chance he didn't talk to Betts or Kershaw about this before it happened. Uh, they obviously signed off on this. Uh, like we said, uh, every single one of Bauer's teammates uh, has never said a bad thing about him as a teammate. Uh, so this is, this is peak overreaction from people who are, you know, more concerned about non-baseball things than they are baseball wise. And that's fair. Hey, I'm not telling anyone how to fan. I'm just telling my side of, of being a fan. So overall hell of a day. Uh, this was, this was an all time day for me on the internet, just witnessing some of this stuff. <laughs> and Hey, yeah, pretty you hilarious. know, you, you can really be the worst person in the entire world and still be the president of the United States. I mean, this is America, guys. This is the land of opportunity. So even if you are the the absolute worst human being on the planet, you can still run the country. Um, so we also have uh, some comments. Uh, oh, Xander Cho is saying Joel Sherman says the Mets offer was three years for $105 million. Um, I think, you know, basically it was these these deals were so uh, similar in, in terms of their uh, the the money that they brought to the table uh, for the amount of years, that it was just a matter of where do you want to play, Trevor? Do you want to play in New York or do you want to play at home in L.A.? And I think um, it's a no-brainer if if he wanted to come home, and he did want to come home. Uh, he's a local guy, and uh, he obviously felt that L.A. was the best market too for him because he's he is all about he is a lot of not all about, but he is a lot about his brand and and building that out, and that's why. You know, you see a lot of stars coming to L.A., you know, had a lot to do with why LeBron came out to L.A. to join the Lakers, even though they weren't very good at the time when he joined uh, Anthony Davis. And so Mookie Betts. Um, so th- this is this is the city to be in right now if you're a sports fan, because the, the Lakers are at the, at the at the top. The the Dodgers are at the top. Um, the the if you're a Clippers fan, they're they're really good. Yeah. Um, and the Rams and the Rams too, and and the Chargers are coming around the mountain. Uh, they, you know, they're a really good young team. They just got a really great head coach, and you know, Justin Herbert's a really great quarterback. The Rams are are you know looking up. You got Matthew Stafford uh, coming to L.A. Hey, did you guys know Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw are friends? I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> um, so it's a really great, really great place to be uh, if you're a sports fan. Uh, I also had a, a ton of fun as the news came out. Um, and I know that uh, David likes to, you know, joke about Bob Nightingale getting things wrong, but it really is a shame from a journalism standpoint that he was that he was wrong, and that you know you can you can kind of tweet out things and not be 
reprimanded for it. I feel like, you know, if, if you were in any other medium, right, if you were a news reporter and tweeting something false out like that, you would be reprimanded for it. But in sports, it's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a little bit well, more le- I don't know. lenient. I wouldn't go that far. I've, I've seen some, some reporters get, get roasted online. But here's the thing about Bob. He doesn't care about anything. Bob's just going to do Bob's work. He's going to he's going to put what he thinks is right. And if he's wrong, he's just going to chug along and pretend like it never happened. Uh, so you just got to respect the effort out of Bob. Uh, if you're viewing Bob in the same light as a, as a Jeff Passan or a Ken Rosenthal, that's your own fault because uh, Bob's his own entity. Bob does what Bob wants to do. I'm telling you, Bob brings good luck to the Dodgers. He was right about us winning in 2020. He was on the Mookie Betts thing. Maybe he knew what his powers were, and he reverse jinxed Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. <laughs> okay, we got a question. Record prediction. I'll let you guys go. Uh, I would game, set the floor. 162-game season. Yeah, I would set the floor at 100 wins. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go uh, 102. I'm going to go 113 wins. Wow. What the so heck? The best, best, I think record, best record in franchise history, right? I think they're bringing back Justin Turner. I think this offense is going to explode. I think we're going to see Bellinger and Muncie return to form in a full season. I think um, Bauer is going to pick up where he left off. And I think this pitching rotation is going to carry the load, too. I don't, who, who's going to beat them? I just don't get it unless they beat themselves. The I Arizona Diamondbacks in those fluky extra inning games, they'll beat them a few times because they always yeah, do. I mean, they'll lose, they'll <laughs> and lose 50, and the Giants. Don't forget about the Giants. Yeah, the too. Giants, of course. Yeah, they'll lose 50 games. Yeah. The uh, rotation wins. prediction from Jacob. Um, yeah, I said this earlier. I think they're going to go a six man rotation, and the odd man out will be Tony Gonsolin. He'll basically be flexed into that Tony Gonsolin. Sorry. Gonzalez will be flexed into that Ross Stripling type of role where he's kind of like a handyman, long reliever some days, spot starter when needed. So that's what I would say given the current roster. That also leads, uh, I mean, if you're looking at if you're looking at Kershaw, Bueller, Bauer, Price, Arias, I mean, if assuming they keep all them, then you've got Gonsolin and May on the outside. Yeah, right. I, it's it's important to know that Bauer about one of Bauer's you know selling points to or not selling points asking points to a team was he wants to pitch every four days. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen as a as a Dodger. Uh, that's not really how they they really operate. Uh, if for a rotation prediction, I, I do think they're going to trade David Price. Uh, I think it just makes sense. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to keep him depth wise, but they just got too many bodies, too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, so my 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 rotation prediction will be. Bueller, Kershaw, Bauer, Julio Rios, and Dustin May rounding it out with Tony Gonsolin making some spot starts, you know, every once in a while and coming out of the bullpen. Um, because, you know, there are a lot of haters out there. Um, uh, D- Danny Vietti on Twitter just put out uh, Trevor Bauer's career stats against the San Diego Padres. He started four games. He was 0-4. 506 ERA, 30 strikeouts, 3.11 FIP, nine walks, two hit by pitch, 23 hits, 16 runs. It's not great. But look, I mean, has Bauer ever had the offense behind him like he has in L.A.? I mean, sure, Cleveland has had nice offenses 
the, the Cincinnati Reds definitely did not have an offense at all. No. We saw that. Castellano <laughs> hitting deep drives to left field. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's about it, right? Um, I, I just think that, um, you know, those, while those numbers are helpful in trying to kind of you know, see, see what may happen, you – you know, these are different teams, right? And, and, yeah. you know, that was a different time in his, his career. And also look at, look at that discrepancy between the ERA and the fifth. That's like two whole points, basically. So obviously something went, went wrong there. Uh, and also just to clarify, Danny Vietti is the Padres fan who ran around the town square in a diaper. So just, just to get full disclosure there, that's who that guy is. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Listen, for- um, I, I saw those stats earlier and I wasn't going to say anything, but it's all irrelevant. I mean, the Padres have turned over most of their team probably the last time he faced them. So honestly, who cares? You know, Tat- Tatis Jr. probably hasn't faced Bauer. Maybe as a rookie he did, but he's a great bat. But like, honestly, who cares? They're they're both new teams. It's a clean slate. Yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, like I said, the, the Bauer's never had a roster behind him like the Dodgers. And I'm not just talking offense. I'm talking defense too. Uh, they're, they're just, they're just stacked all the way around. And, uh, and yeah, oh, I do, I do have, uh, do have one question, uh, for you guys. I mean, um, we did see in the, in the postseason that, um, that Roberts went to Austin Barnes, uh, behind the plate when it kind of mattered most in terms of, uh, the catching duties. Do you guys foresee, uh, Austin Barnes getting, uh, sort of the same kind of, split that he got last season or, or are they going to hand the reins over to Will Smith? Go ahead, Kevin. This is all your, this is your boy. <laughs> all right. This is the reality. Last season we had a COVID plagued off year. There was no real spring training. There was probably a four month gap in between when these guys got to work out together. The reason they went to Austin Barnes so much is because he had chemistry and familiarity with most of these pitchers. It didn't give a chance like Will Smith to really build a repertoire with these guys. Now we have what we hope to be a normal spring training, the normal pitchers and catchers reporting. You know, I think Will Smith is going to get a lot more cracks behind the plate if he can deliver defensively. Um, You know, Kbert Ruiz is also there, which, you know, I didn't say this, but we've said it in the past. Will Smith could be another option at third base if, his de- his defense doesn't pan out, you know. But Austin Barnes, I think he's still going to be Clayton Kershaw's guy. Um, he'll probably fill in for Will Smith on other off days, but I don't think we're going to see as much Austin Barnes as we did in 2020. Uh, with that being said, though, if a guy like Bauer or Bueller, for whatever reason, tells Dave, "Hey, I want Barnes behind the plate," they're going to do it. I-, I completely agree. I think they're going to take some training wheels off Will Smith. Uh, he earned it. Uh, that bat is too potent to keep out of the lineup. And like you said, it's just going to be more a full season to get a repertoire with the pitchers, uh, you know, a, a rapport with the pitchers. Uh, but yeah, I think Barnes will, will play every, you know, two out of two out of every six days. I wouldn't be surprised to see Austin Barnes catching Kershaw every fifth day. Um, oh yeah. I think that's a given probably. Yeah. I do want to, I do want to give a shout out to, to Alma Serrano who just commented in the, in the group chat. She goes, uh, Padre fans seem to forget that the Dodgers shut down Tatis in the postseason, So they should just take a seat. Um, yeah. Will Smith had more hits in that series than Tatis and Machado combined in one game. Will Smith had five hits that game. That's more hits than Tatis and Machado in the whole series. Yeah. Well, Tatis would have had one more and he would have had a home run and an RBI if not for Cody Ballinger. So 
Yeah, but don't forget that one Padres fan said that, uh, you know, if Dave didn't pull uh, May at that time, it was an almost home run from Tatis. So you got to factor in almost home runs. Right. And you also got to factor in almost World Series titles, too, because if yeah, you, you, know, you got it, you got to look at the, the, the Padres franchise as a whole. And, you know, they they have claimed to have won more World Series titles, more fake ones than anyone else. So you got to give them credit where credit's due. I mean, they lead the league in parades so far. So I'll give them that. Yeah. Well, yes. um, just want to say real quick, ESPN has already added Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers depth chart. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's like we said, the, the roster, the 40 man is full right now. Uh, so they're not going to announce it officially until they, they make a corresponding move because they, they have to. So, you know, but it, it's it's happening. It's it's done. Yeah, it is done. Well, and we are done. Uh, so, guys, thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Locker Room. We're going to be doing a lot more of these sort of uh, hot take reactions yeah. when the news breaks. Um, and, you know, please, you know, Follow our uh, our Incline podcast on Twitter. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. I have my own baseball podcast called Meeting on the Mound, uh, where I bring on interesting and prominent guests, uh, celebrities, ex-players, uh, to talk about the game we all love and why we love it. So thank you guys so, so much. And uh, this is great. This is one of our biggest rooms ever. Yeah. So really and make sure, make sure to follow... Make sure to follow the the Dodgers channel that you guys are in right now that we just started up. So, yes, we just started a Dodgers channel on Locker Room. So please follow that and get notified whenever we are live. All right, everyone, have a good Friday. Bauer is coming to the Dodgers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.